This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. It is May 12th, 2020, Tuesday. Uh, lots of local stuff. Um, some good, some really, really, really not good. What we're going to do is we're going to start off with some of the good stuff here today. Uh, Grandfather Mountain is opening back up. The uh, the Hardee's that close near the basketball arena will be a pizza restaurant, a Chicago-style pizza restaurant. Very excited, although I'm gluten-free, so chances are I will not be able to eat there. And then some bad news. Our town council is being... Got to be careful with the word I choose here. I'll think about it first. Bill Fisher at 5 with the news. News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. I'm Loopy. Good times are starting back up again. Um, yeah, yesterday I I went to TJ Maxx. I went to the Boone Mall. Some of the stores are open. Uh, all I ended up buying on my entire shopping spree yesterday with some socks. That's all I needed. But I was still able to actually walk through some places. I was able to get out of the house. Uh, it was refreshing. It was like we still live in the real world. Um, there's some very you know positive changes that are happening right now. We're at the stage where even our very liberal governor is saying, yes, we can open some things back up. Our town thinks differently. Our, uh, our our town leadership is having a major personal crisis of thinking they own the world. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But first, a, a good thing, Grandfather Mountain. The uh, the stuff on Grandfather Mountain is uh, set for a limited opening on May 15th. This is from the Watauga Democrat. It says, following a two-month closure to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, Grandfather Mountain will tentatively open in limited capacity on May 15th, three days from now. One important thing to note, all ticket sales are online. That's the, that's the important thing from this. Don't go drive out there. You need to buy your tickets online. Don't drive out there first and go, well, I didn't know, because they're not going to let you in. Uh, yeah, online. Uh, it says, in accordance with uh, NC Governor Roy Cooper's three-phased, quote, reopening, of North Carolina, the nonprofit uh, nature park will strictly limit visitor numbers to follow social gathering guidelines while implementing enhanced health and safety measures recommended by the CDC and federal and state and local authorities. Um, it says Grandfather Mountain is planning a soft reopening May 15th, 16th, and 17th and will open again on May 22nd. The park will be closed the 18th through the 21st. So it's going to be open for three days and then it'll go away for a few days and it'll come back. While guests will still be able to enjoy Grandfather Mountain's attractions, including the Mile High Swinging Bridge, environmental environmental wildlife habitats, and hiking, the park will be operating on a more limited capacity to ensure the safety of visitors and staff. For example, now rather than purchasing tickets at the state's entrance gate, not the state, the park's entrance gate, uh, you have to do so online now at www.grandfather.com. 
Man, they must have jumped early when the internet came out to get grandfather.com. Uh, by placing a reservation for a set date and time of entry. So that's that's how they're controlling how many people they have. Basically, they say, you know, we have a certain number max, and people can decide their time frame to be there. And once it fills up, it fills up. Has to all be done online. This measure aims to help limit the number of guests in the park at one time and in accordance with the state's social gathering guidelines as such. Tickets will not be sold or available at the gate, meaning visitors must book online in advance. That's what this article says with Tiger Democrat. We'll see here. Uh, Jesse Pope, the president and executive director of the Grandfather Mountain Stewardship Foundation, the nonprofit uh, that owns and runs uh, the Linville Nature Preserve, says, quote, the safety of our guests and staff comes first and foremost. Uh, we will continue to follow the situation closely with the implementing and phased reopening plan closely correlated with Governor Cooper's. Public officials have enacted operating measures to discourage crowds and encourage social distancing. Buildings such as Nature Museum and Fudge Shop will remain temporarily closed. So not everything will be back, but, you know, uh, some good things. The Top Shop will, uh, will welcome a limited number of guests at a time, while the park's on-site restaurant Mildred's Grill will offer curbside pickup. This will allow guests to dine in their vehicles or at one of the park's 100-plus picnic sites. So now the picnic sites will get used. They've been sitting there for so long. They're like, oh, yay, more pe people now. Uh, High-traffic pedestrian areas such as the Mile High Swinging Bridge and wildlife habitats will implement a one-way directional system to ensure that guests do not come within six feet of each other. Speaking of the one-way directional things, have you noticed, like, if you go to Walmart or... Um, I went to Home Goods and TJ Maxx. They have them in at least Home Goods. I believe TJ Maxx too. Little signs on the floor saying you can only enter this, you know, this uh, row this way, and then the other row the other way. Yeah, no one follows those, but it's kind of funny to see it. I do. I I always feel kind of partially bad because I am a bit of a rule follower uh, when I don't follow the, you know, walk down this aisle this way. But uh, you know, no especially because no one else is in the aisle. Um, this article says the number of guests allowed to visit such areas, such as the Swinging Bridge and Wildlife Habitats, at one time will be limited based on state social gathering recommendations, while a time limit will ensure that others can participate in turn. How are they going to enforce that? <sighs> you can only walk Across the bridge this way, and you only have 25 seconds run. And if you're a slow walker, who knows what the uh, time limit is. Maybe you, uh, you know, you'll get stuck on the bridge. The time will run out. You can never leave the bridge. This article also says time limits will not be enforced for the park's less crowded, lower traffic areas. No, duh. Of course not. So no one else is there. You don't need a time limit. The park has enhanced its already stringent cleaning procedures and placed additional sanitization stations in key areas while boosting staff presence to direct uh, traffic flow and encourage safe social distancing as opposed to unsafe social distancing. 
dangerous social distancing. Pope, uh, who I quoted earlier, said uh, again, uh, quote, it's not going to be a... Oh, she said, no. Here we go. It's going to be a different experience for our Grandfather Mountain friends and family. It will be a different experience. She says it will be almost like a guided tour in a sense. You have to move along at certain speed. You can only go certain ways. Uh, There's going to be people there directing you. That's kind of a good way of putting it. Almost like a guided tour. Uh, Guests who hold season passes through Grandfather's Bridge Club annual membership program will continue to receive free admission. So that's good. Although reservations must still be placed online. Current Bridge Club members who have whose passes were purchased prior to the closure will have their subscriptions extended by the length of the closure. Good, good, good. That's I'm going to talk a Democrat. Uh, if you want to read that yourself, see how many times I messed up. Uh, it'll be on loopyradio.com on the podcast. L-U-P-I-E radio.com. Another good thing and then some bad stuff. We come back. This is Loopy Radio. Uh, So, when I was driving over here, I I already knew about this because I was preparing for the show earlier. But then I saw it, so, you know, that makes me happy. Uh, the, the location where the Hardys used to be next to the Convocation Center, uh, the basketball arena. Uh, the place that used to be a Hardys, no longer one. Uh, frankly, I never saw a single soul inside that Hardys ever. And I've lived up here for four years. Never seen anyone actually in that restaurant. So, you know, not surprised when it went away. Um, that one specifically. But I'm excited about the venture that is going to have a run at that spot. It is going to be called Boonies Chicago Style Pizza. Uh, yeah, I again, I, I'm gluten free, so I think it's probably a long shot that they will have a gluten free pizza. But if you are listening, creators of Boonies Chicago Style Pizza. It would be much appreciated. I like I like Chicago style pizza a lot. Please make it gluten free. If you can. There's a reason why I'm not three hundred and fifty pounds, and it's because I can't eat gluten. That's that's what I've concluded. I'm like a hundred and fifty pounds less than what I could be. Cause I'd I'd eat so much stuff. Um this is on the Talker Democrat, too. It says, uh, oh, it was written by Moss Brennan. He just, um, I think he's a senior in App State. He's one of my good friends. Good to see him uh, on a professional publication. It says, a new pizza restaurant is coming to Blow Rock, Blowing Rock Road. I cannot read it today. New pizza restaurant is coming to Blowing Rock Road. It's called Boonies Chicago Style Pizza. The restaurant will take over the old Hardee's and is on the, it's in the process of renovation. Yeah, today when I was driving over here, I saw some guys on the roof. Looks like the building's already been repainted. Uh, it's a bit of a gray color right now. Don't know if that's a primer or if that's the final color. Um, 
Yeah, they were working on the roof too. All good. That's, that restaurant's got a pretty big area on the inside. Lots of windows too. Could be very cool. Especially right around game time at the basketball arena. The restaurant will serve pizza, sandwiches, pasta, salads, and finger snacks to start off. But that could change later on after the business gets up and running. So yeah, that sounds pretty straightforward. Pizzas, sandwiches, pasta, salads, finger food. And uh, specifically, I mean, the restaurant's called Booney's Chicago-style pizza. So I'm assuming deep dish. Deep dish is so freaking good. Holy cow. I was in... um, I was in Chicago about a year ago at a radio conference, working the conference with a friend who also is an App State alumnus. And, um, man, we went to a Chicago style. We were in Chicago. We went to a pizza restaurant in Chicago. Um, man, it was so, holy cow. I mean, I it's just so hearty and thick, right? New York is very flat, you know, so if you eat a whole slice... Since it's so flat, that's a lot less food than a whole slice of Chicago. A whole slice of Chicago is like three or four slices of New York. Just obviously depends on the size of the slice. But man, it's a lot of food. I ordered like a $30 pizza because that's the only size I could get in gluten-free with the toppings I wanted. And man... I plowed through, like, half of that thing, and I felt like I was going to have to get rolled back to the hotel. So good. It'd be fantastic if I could eat here. For all of you who can eat here, uh, congratulations. I mean, obviously, we have yet to try it, but I am excited. But yeah, pizza, sandwiches, pasta, salads. For those of you who want to think you're eating healthy, some salads. And some finger snacks to start off. That can change. The restaurant owners Chris Wilcox and Clayton Booney Miller plan to open mid-June. It's mid-May right now. So, uh, mid-June. About a month. But that could change if construction takes longer than expected. The permit application put the total project cost at $120 grand for this. Wilcox said COVID-19, if COVID-19 is still affecting restaurants, which I bet they will because of our local government, uh, they will use the old Hardee's drive-thru window to pick up orders. That's, uh, yeah, the old drive-thru. Why not? Wilcox said people will be able to call in an order and then use the drive-thru to pick it up. There you go. The inside of the restaurant will have a bar to serve local beer and wine. With four TVs on one side of the restaurant, and by the windows, we'll have high-top seating, and on the other side, we'll have low-top seating. If you're scared of heights. Wilcox said, quote, We'll probably close around 10 o'clock. We don't envision it being a late-night place by any means. Which I think um, furthers a point made later in this article. But first, it says a private room uh, will also be available for people to use as a meeting space. Miller and Wilcox have talked about creating a restaurant for about 10 years. Miller's brother started a restaurant in Chicago in 1978. Miller said he spent a lot of time with his brother to learn as much as he could about the business. Miller said their two families have known each other for about 60 years. 
Miller started to work for Wilcox's father when he was 14. Both Miller and Wilcox grew up in the Boone area. That is great. Um, here's the thing that goes along with the closing at 10 o'clock. Miller said, quote, our goal is to be local friendly. That is what we want. Even when I was a student, which I no longer am as I have graduated, I never considered myself totally in the realm of being a student, right? Being a student is a lot different than being in school and taking school very seriously. I considered school a 9-to-5 job. Unless I have an 8 a.m., then it's an 8-to-4. But uh, I never had to do work late at night. I never needed to pull an all-nighter. Uh, when I started dating someone who's now my fiance, whenever she got off work at six, I was available. No work to do. Because I did it during the day. And if I wasn't doing my work during the day, then, you know, am I going to get fired? It's kind of how I took it. That's very different than a student, which is a lot of things, including doing work late at night and not knowing what money is. But, uh,. So this is going to be great. They're going to close around 10 o'clock. It's going to be local friendly. The restaurant is called Boonies. Uh, they they like Boonies. They like people who live here. They like us. So uh, I'm excited to see um, what that's all about. The restaurant sign is expected to go up on the building this week. I do not believe it was there when I passed by. That's how this article ends. Again, writ- written by Moss Brennan. Good guy. Here's uh, a letter written by another good guy, one of the few professors I really, really respected while they were my professor as well as after they were my professor. His name is David Jackson. He's the president and CEO of the um, Boone Chamber of Commerce. And he issued a statement on something that uh, it's very possible you've heard about up to this point. Um, Lots of people on social media who live in the area um, and have a brain, frankly, um, have been commenting on this. And what's what's exciting about this to me is that the, the response that a lot of people are giving is the same type of response. And it's being given by all sorts of people, left, right, center, direction unoriented. Uh, that's not a thing. Uh, we're getting Republicans, Democrats, all sorts of stuff. You know, communists, I don't know. Uh, all thinking, probably not communists, all thinking the same thing about this. And David Jackson wrote a great letter representing the local businesses of the area. Uh, David Jackson also does a show on this station called Mind Your Business. Uh, but yeah, here we'll go. This was from the, uh, GoBlueRidge.net. This is written by David Jackson. It says the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce strongly disagrees with the proposal to adopt additional emergency actions that impact the business owners and residents of the town of Boone as approved by a vote of the Boone Town Council Thursday night. The language outlining a proposed indefinite lengthening of a mandatory 14-day quarantine for all visitors coming to the area as well 
residents traveling from and back to the area, that would include me, uh, Loopy, represents an unrealistic enforcement issue and poses negative impacts on our tourism economy, small business community, incoming college students, and a large percentage of our workforce who may work in Boone but live in counties other than Watauga. There's just so much wrong with what, and so much overstepping with what was passed uh, by the Boone Town Council on Thursday night. While the proposed guidance regarding additional health-related measures, such as masks for front-facing employees, hand sanitizing stations in public areas, and free masks for all residents have merit, which they do, uh, David Jackson says, we feel suggestions on how best to protect our citizens and visitors should come from App Healthcare and the public health director. We're not only trained healthcare professionals, but have keen understanding for the testing and tracing trends that impact our area and should be factored into broader decisions. That is a very backhanded way of saying, and I'll say this personally, this does not represent David Jackson, but basically what that is saying is, Boontown Council, you don't know what you are doing. You are on a major power trip, and you need to stop, is what that means. What you are trying to do is implement a 14-day quarantine for anybody coming to and from the Boone area for any reason, including students, residents, visitors, family members. I work at WBT in Charlotte on the weekend, and then I come here and work for WATA during the week. This legislation would mean I have to pick one of those two places and stay in that area. Right? Or else I can only work every two weeks. And then people who live outside of Watauga County, there are plenty of counties very close to here with much more affordable housing, and then come to Boone to work because that's where the people are, they would have to quarantine for 14 days, also known as they can't come to Boone to work. And what's the baffling part of this whole thing is that this is much more legislation, much more restriction than even our extremely liberal governor is putting down. That's what's baffling. So a very liberal idea, which is what these town council members think they represent, is actually much more lenient than what they are saying. So they're not trying to be the liberal side of how to deal with COVID-19. They're just on a power trip trying to tell us all what to do. Want to support local talk radio? Email us at L-U-P-I-E radio at gmail.com. I'm Loopy. (laughs) 
So this is an article written by David Jackson. He's the president and CEO of the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, a very good professor as well at Appalachian State University. Uh, really cares about his students. It's um, it's pretty special. Uh, he wrote this article in response to the legislation passed by the Boone Town Council uh, this past Thursday. It says, while the proposed guidance regarding for additional regarding additional health-related measures such as masks for front-facing employees, hand sanitizing stations in public areas, and free masks for all residents have merit, we feel suggestions on how best to protect our citizens and visitors should come from App Healthcare and the Public Health Director, who are not only trained healthcare professionals but have a keen understanding for the testing and tracing trends that impact our area and should be factored into broader decisions. Also known as Boontown Council, you know not what you do, and you have overstepped massively. With no regard for experts or uh, general thinking, the article says the App Healthcare staff has been engaged in numerous discussions on local health and safety measures during this crisis, and their guidance has given citizens and businesses alike the chance to um, implement safe and responsible practices as the phased easing of restrictions continues statewide, except for Boone, apparently. A discussion that goes this far and above current state and county guidelines should be made with ample time for community discussion and public input, is what David Jackson says. He says it's a a discussion that goes this far and above current state and county guidelines. Needs uh, ample time for community discussion and public input. And yes, it does. It's sad that someone has to write this on behalf of all the businesses in Boone. This is a no-brainer. Of course people need to discuss it before it's implemented. It's just a total power trip. A complete overreach of your power of the Boone Town Council. Good grief. I love it, too, because the, the Boontown Council members, being very blue, were mostly voted in by college students who aren't here right now because they don't actually live here. It's great. See, so David Jackson says... Uh, Careful consideration should be given to how any of the above actions would be communicated, implemented, and enforced on our community. The suggestion of leaving these measures in place until a COVID-19 vaccine can be developed and distributed goes well beyond current state and CDC guidance and would bring deeper economic strife to the region and risk further depletion of resources needed to fight the pandemic on a local level. There needs to be a lot more public reaction to an overstep, an overreach of government like this. 
There needs to be more public discussion. That's what we're here for. We elect these people. By we, I mean mostly college students who don't live here. Elect these people. And then it's our job to also keep them accountable. David Jackson says, uh, There is a way to implement safe and responsible health guidelines that also allows for the start of economic recovery for a community that has been rocked by the absence of its two major industries for more than two full months. Those industries being tourism and the students who pay money. The additional action, while perhaps well-intentioned, play as an overreaction in comparison to the guidance from Governor Cooper, our state health and human services department, local healthcare professionals, and other municipalities in our own county and region. And then he ends it by saying that uh, we are pleased to see the Watauga County Commissioner's willingness to have further dialogue on these measures at their scheduled May 19th meeting. I bet, upon hearing some of the reaction from some of the people in this town, these uh, hall members are very happy that it's just a digital Zoom meeting for this town hall meeting. Because, man, if it was in person... You can't feel the emotion from someone as much over a, a live stream webcam feed. The, this thing put together by our local government, in my opinion, is completely unacceptable. If you can't tell. I'm just trying to not say something stupid. But it seems like some other people in our Boone Town Council have said something stupid. News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. I'm Loopy. So speaking of uh, a local government overstep, like the one that just happened in Boone, there's a here's a bigger example of a reaction that can happen. Over in Southern California, the company Tesla, you've probably heard of. This is from the Daily Wire. It says, the CEO's announcement, Elon Musk, which took the form of a tweet response to someone who encouraged Tesla to file a lawsuit against Alameda County, called the local government barring the company from reopening with reduced capacity on Friday. He called that the final straw. Musk said, quote, Tesla is filing a lawsuit against Alameda County immediately. The unelected and ignorant, quote, interim health officer of Alameda is acting contrary to the governor or the president and our constitutional freedom and just plain common sense. As a result, Tesla's offices are moving to either um, Texas, somewhere near Texas, or Arizona. Uh, They do not know what yet, but they know they're going to move their offices, and most likely they're going to move all of their factories out of California. 
because of a local government overstep. Now, there is nothing in Boone <laughs> like that uh, that can threaten to move out. But a company like that, it costs them a lot of money to move, and they're going to move because they realize they're going to lose so much money. Companies here, you know, a restaurant can't just up and move, but they're going to lose so much money. And it's major government overstep like this that's going to completely screw them over. If you want to find that article from David Jackson, there's a copy of it on uh, GoBlueRidge.net. It'll also be posted on LupiRadio.com, L-U-P-I-E Radio.com. I'll be back again on Thursday. <laughs>